0: This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who've already created success in their lives and businesses, and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. My guest today, Stephanie Fee, is a certified nutritionist and master enthusiast exploring many modalities, constantly learning more about the science of happiness and its relationship to health, longevity, and nutritional sciences. She's traveled to 22 countries, climbing mountains, discovering different cultures, and savoring the sights, sounds, and flavors of each unique place. Today, Stephanie's vision is for people to sit down to the table without labeling how they eat and discover a life beyond the scale. Stephanie, I'm just so grateful that you were willing to meet with me today and share your your story and your journey. And uh, I just look forward to learning some more about you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I was really thrilled to be asked to be here.
0: Nice. Well, so tell me a little bit about your entry into entrepreneurship and, and how you got started.
1: Sure. So I believe that I was actually born for this. And while um, entrepreneurship can be learned, I kind of came out like this person who, as a little kid, you know, I didn't want my mom to choose my clothes and I didn't want to be bossed around. And I felt like, you know, I really always kind of had this direction, um, even when I was, you know, a defiant teenager. Um, And, In my early 20s, I was fortunate fortunate enough to have had the realization that the industry that I chose in college, which was um, film editing and post-production, was really not for me. Uh, After hearing one of the editors say that he hadn't seen his family awake in over three weeks, uh, I made the choice to make a change. I didn't know where I would land, and I was lucky enough to get a position uh, at the Strategic Coach, which is a premier coaching company for entrepreneurs. And there I discovered that I was in fact an entrepreneur in my soul. Um, and I also was able to listen to the experiences and you know the realities behind that um, however, it wasn't until this last year that I dove in, stepped out of my career and have had to face the extreme highs and and the lows and all of those things that I was told happened, I'm experiencing right now.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think uh, our mutual friend, Angie Callan, uh, calls that the EMP. <laughs> yeah. And she uses a bad word, but <laughs> the entrepreneur of mine. I call it the entrepreneur roller coaster, right? Like yeah. Yay, I made a sale. Oh, nobody's gonna buy anything from me. Yay, I got two calls. Oh, nobody's gonna buy nothing again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like managing the disappointments and managing also those highs so that you can kind of smooth it out
0: absolutely but at least we get the highs right
1: (laughs) yeah and and one thing that a lot of us don't do i don't know if you're the same but the highs seem to like be very easily okay that was great okay what's next and then (laughs) um, we don't spend enough time there so that's definitely something that uh that i work toward
0: celebrate the wins a little more
1: yeah, soak it
0: up a little bit. Breathe it in. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, one of the things that that I got from a David Goggins book was uh, the cookie jar. Put put all those successes, those rave reviews, those 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 wins in the cookie jar, so that when you hit those lows, you can pull them back out of the cookie jar and just remind yourself, <laughs> like like reading the you know Chinese food, the cookie that comes with Chinese food, but you that's the win. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> and get get that get that little dopamine boost again like, oh, oh yeah, people do like me.
1: <laughs> For sure. And with the people aspect of it, the road is lonely at times because you know, you feel like there's a lot of things that you can't express, you know, outwardly to certain people around you and that the outside world, if you're not an entrepreneur, it is, it's like it's like a lot of things, right? It's like, you can't understand unless you're in it. And so it can feel super lonely. So I have this list of like a pay it forward list that I have because all these extraordinary people have come forward and Angie is one of them and have, have really helped me um, not just build the business, but also stay the course and believe in myself and keep going. And so when I feel really lonely, I take this big sketch pad out with the list of people and I think, okay, I'm not alone at all.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's, that's awesome. So that kind of brings up connection. How valuable has connection been for building your business?
1: It's everything. That's the only way that honestly the company has been able to move forward and develop because it's people who really believe in the work that we do and the members who've invested in the program and stayed the course. And um, it's, it's everything. If I hadn't gotten on and done that meeting or, you know, those times when I was like, uh, should I talk to another person because I'm a little overwhelmed? I'm tired, but I got on anyway and met some incredible person that helped take to the next level and the next level. And finding that, I mean, it's it's the it's the number one uh, number one thing is having those connections with people and really authentic connections too, um, where you can be transparent and you can really understand, you know, um, everybody's purpose and helping like align that.
0: So what's been the most valuable in making new connections?
1: The most valuable part?
0: Like tool or um, methodology that you Mm -hmm. made connections, what worked the best?
1: Well, I would say the most valuable is when I am on with our members, to be honest, because it's there that I hear what's working it's there that I hear what we could do better. It's there that I see the work evolving and um, it's inspiration for me to be better um, and create, you know just a really amazing experience as we move forward and as we grow our capabilities. Um, so So that for me is is really primary.
0: Absolutely, that's exciting. So here's the, here's a a challenging one. How did you develop the confidence to step out of that career and into this entrepreneurial world?
1: Mm, I think you have to be a little insane. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to have like a few screws loose a little bit. Like you can't be completely uh, embedded in reality or overthink things on some level You know i always heard this right you just you just have to do it you just have to take the risk you just have to step out and um it was a process for me for sure because um i'm a dreamer i'm a go-getter and i am a risk taker i'll jump out of a plane or you know i just went on a via ferrata in colorado hanging from the rocks with the river under me i did i was pretty scared i will admit on that one um (laughs) but this to me was a whole other level because you're you're leaving all comfort truly behind to go after this this thing that you have you know yes mapped out on the paper but it's this vision in your head so i don't really i don't really know if it's as much if i'm going to be honest confidence in myself as in as it is in confidence in like the world needs our work and after learning so much along the way and you know just i just feel very tied and very um attached to our mission so i feel like there's just a level of you have to do it you have to do it
0: well that's such a great message right like you have a purpose to serve other people and and fulfilling that purpose, if you don't do it, it, it may not get done. And so that's that's really cool. So share your purpose. What what is what is your purpose? What is it that drives you?
1: Sure. And so my company is called Knock Collaborative. And um, I started it because I had gone through a process of it started with a weight loss goal. Uh, so I had this this number that I always wrote down and that I was constantly going after and constantly going after um, because I wasn't reaching the goal. And in fact, I started to become unhealthier and more unhealthy. Not that health is just wrapped up in our weight, by no means am I saying that. Um, What I'm saying is my confidence was waning. I was feeling chronic pain from head to toe And I was also in the center of a really demanding work life in the wine and food business. So that meant that I was on an airplane a lot and I had a lot of um, dinners and lunches with people like me who love food and wine and the table was overflowing always. Um, And that work, I sacrificed my personal well-being, and I had experienced um, a divorce, and there was just a lot of a lot of sadness, a lot of experiences that were also wrapped up. Um, that I realized uh, taking this taking a new route to my goal um, was more about reaching for my confidence, reaching for my energy reaching for that next day and what I had to get done and releasing not just physical weight, but the weight of those experiences and how my mind was really talking to my body. Um, so I, I was unwinding that in the industry and um, carved out a framework that I, I bought, believed would work for anybody determined enough um, to go a different route and make the changes and that's how not collaborative was born so we provide what we call um ethical weight loss weight management and self-care programs through a three-pillar system thinking consumption and movement and in the process we help people uh reach their goals but also leave diets behind
0: that's fantastic so talk to me a little bit about knock why that name
1: sure so I like to try a lot of things. Um, I always tell people I'm like a master generalist, Um, but I love archery. I think it's really fun. And I'm also a Sagittarius. Um, So there was an experience that I had when I lived in Wisconsin um, with archery. And when I was naming the company, I thought, you know, about, I love archery. I love, you know, arrows and you know the whole thing, but I don't want to put all that out there because targets and arrows and you know goal setting is all a little cliché. So I started thinking about well, what was the process there, and then I thought, ah, when you knock the arrow, because when you knock the arrow, are you familiar with this?
0: I am. Oh, you yes.
1: are. Are you an archer?
0: Our whole family is archers. Yeah, we have a dozen bows in the house. <laughs> so, oh, that's
1: so cool! I love it my, when people know what this. is. Yeah,
0: my daughter's first job was was working at an archery shop. So, yeah. Oh,
1: fun! That's uh, we, great. Uh,
0: so, so yeah, I, I I identified quickly with with your knock and the idea that that pre pre step, right? That's that's your your moment of preparedness for for taking that shot. And so I, yeah, I really, really like that. And so definitely loved, loved the story, but I love the thought behind it. Cause I agree, um, you know, a target and an arrow hitting the target, that, that, that is so cliche. And, <laughs> and so i yeah. really, that the knock is like, okay, that's really cool. So yeah,
1: there was a side benefit also that it was a one syllable word. And in business, you know, they always say, if you can, if you can, if you want to scale your business and, and and grow and not confine yourself to an industry, that works really well. So that was kind of a side uh, benefit there. Also. I
0: like it. That's fantastic. Um, you mentioned a couple of things that I thought were really cool. Um, talk to me a little bit more about your mind talking to your body.
1: Yeah. So, I uh, I personally and now having worked with uh, so many people. Um, I really know that a lot of people are kind of quote unquote too busy to, to, to notice, um, how they feel or those thoughts that are stirring around in their head. It's like, it's like total chaos in there. <laughs> and, and the relationship with that voice, um, becomes as if it's you and, uh, disconnecting from, from it being you and treating it, you know, there's a book by Michael Singer called Untethered Soul. I don't know. Okay. That's my favorite book.
0: Oh, very good book. And I was, I was going to mention it if you didn't because he absolutely right off the bat, like the first two chapters, I was like, is he in my head? Like (laughs) what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, And just love that idea that the voice in your head is not you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it gets me through a lot of, um, those moments, like you're a roommate, you're sitting on the couch next to me, you are not me. And, um, you know, then I ended up doing a whole bunch of other work on, um, limiting beliefs and, um, and language. And, you know, what I'm sure of is that there are days where I'm not good at this, right. (laughs) Um, just like anybody, uh, but I'm aware when I'm not good at it, that I'm still aware of what's happening, which is, you know, part of the process. And so having cleared that voice or when that voice is managed differently, then it takes away this obstruction between, you know, the mind and body, or at least that's been um, my experience. So then it's like, you can actually like listen to yourself and like, what's going on in there. Um, and so some people call it a body scan. I just call it, you know, a minute to stand still and ask my body what it needs that day. Um, real simple way of uh, of doing that. And then I go to the guru-y, you know, uh, wellness stuff when I can. But, you know, um, I I like to say it's okay to do it badly. Just do it.
0: Right. Well, I like the simplicity. Right. Well, we try to overcomplicate things. Well, it has to be more difficult than that. It has to be more challenging. And and I think once you realize that you can, you can separate that voice, you can control that voice, and you can change the story that that voice tells, mm-hmm. are so become so powerful. And yeah. and I'm with you. Like I, the awareness of you know when that voice is. Is yapping and I'm like bawling and crying and in a miserable place. It doesn't happen often, but recently um, had some experiences where it was like, oh, that voice is completely out of control yeah. and and only for brief moments, but it it was the awareness to remind myself, hey, that's not who you are. And you don't have to listen to that voice and you don't have to be the character that voice is portraying you as, right? And for, for me, it's you know, how do I help people change that story that the voice is telling, and get that story in alignment with where they want to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The first um, thing we talk about is rewriting, rewriting those stories, right? So turning yourself, you know, into a person who can learn from even the worst things. I grew up; I had a a, a pretty rough upbringing, um, and a lot of those moments, there were times when I just, I felt, you know, like why did this happen to me? And when you change that around and you say, this happened to me because I wouldn't be who I am. Like this, is, this has formed me into the person I am today in a beautiful way. And I always say like the forgiveness, you know, we're always told, forgive, forgive, and it'll be easier on you. I wholeheartedly believe that that's true. But the process of forgiveness isn't one to be rushed, but you feel it when you know it. You know, it's just a complete, you don't have any anger or fight, um, and you just know it, so. Yeah,
0: it's another thing we're not taught very well. And and as a culture, I don't think we handle apologies and and forgiveness very well. but, you know, the, the metaphor of, you know, holding that grudge or holding on to the, the past, blaming somebody else, being the victim, you know, is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die <laughs> and helping people recognize. For me, it's I tell them that each of those events, each of those traumas or terrible things that other people have said to you or done to you, they, they've tied a string around your heart. And every time you allow that story to be told the way you're telling it as a victim, they're pulling that string. Even though you haven't seen that person in 20 or 30 years, you're still giving them control over your emotional state and over your well-being, and you can choose to cut that cord. Now, that doesn't, you know, justify their behavior. What they probably did was was, you know, still abhorrent and terrible, but you don't need to be responsible for it you don't need to hold on to it and allow it to influence your story and so reframing that story not to say that it it doesn't change the event obviously you can't change the event but you can change the story you tell yourself and and i think there's real power in that and being able to help other people change that story for themselves is such a powerful exercise um, and, and I think most entrepreneurs have to go through that at some point, and and it's it's pretty powerful and, and freeing, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, taking care of yourself so you can build a company, ha- have a team, keep <laughs> your, you know, the people that you love around you um, <laughs> going with it, going through it with you, you know, you have to have some redeeming moments and all of it, right? But, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, on, on that subject, um, one thing, again, I feel like it takes time. So people rush it and they sometimes think like, okay, you just change your language and that's it. And for me, it was more like, okay, it's all right. If you don't really believe it on your inside yet. <laughs> you can try to it's the only time that it's okay to like lie (laughs) because over time and it's some things it takes longer but um when we reframe or rewrite then we do start to go well this is this is true you know i think
0: i think you know jesus told peter that you have to forgive you know seven times but 70 times seven and and i think what it is is that that process. It, it wasn't that they can do it you know, 700 times over and over again. No, it's that process of the story you tell about it. And it does, it takes times, it does take seven times. Sometimes it takes seven times 70. <laughs> and and it, it really is, um, be gentle on yourself in the process, right? Especially a lot of times when it's forgiving yourself, right? You're frustrated with how you handled something and you're trying to change your behavior. Um, trying to take better care of your body or, you know not doing the things you say you want to do um, that's a place to to be gentle with yourself and obviously you have the awareness and and the doing is is the harder part right because <laughs> it, it takes it every day <laughs> yeah. and and we don't wake up every day like in the moment right and mm-hmm. and and so there are days that are just Ugh. So, you you sure. you got to take them, and and you can jump back on the horse the next day and get right back to it. And so, I like that you, recognizing that it's a process and you give yourself um, the grace in the middle of that process to say, "Oh, I just messed that up again," <laughs> right? Or I fell that's, two steps back. Um, that's, it's okay. Um,
1: yeah, I think that grace is is uh, very important. Um, the work we do, right, most people have done, you know, shorter programs, or, you know, I tried that for this long, and and then I quit. And in their mind, that's then I failed, right? Especially with, you know, the way that the results can kind of, you know, reverse themselves, um, because these things aren't sustainable. It's not because somebody did something wrong, or they didn't execute right, right? It's that it's hard to, to, you know, not eat bread and not eat anything you love for, you know, even three weeks. So of course that's gonna be the case, but that grace is what, I love that when it's mirrored back, which is often the case with the work that we do that people say, well, I can actually just keep going. So this isn't like a quick fix. Oh, so this is life this is the way that I live now is giving myself that forgiveness and also enjoy like freedom like enjoy the burger (laughs) for me I can't not you know but it took me a long time to get there but now it's like these things are important be in that moment and um and enjoy your life
0: well, it's so challenging. Our culture has a couple elements, obviously, that that play against this, right? The the idea that food is entertainment. We eat we eat with our emotions. We don't eat with our we don't eat what's good for us or fuel. But as a as a culture, the food industry doesn't produce food based on its ability to provide fuel. It's based on its ability to entertain us and make us feel good. You know. We, you look at a menu. You don't choose what you want because you know. Well, I need this many calories, and I need this many carbs, and I need you know. That's even all the government lessons and things we we were taught in school about. You know, you need a serving of meat and a serving of vegetables and a serving of starch, and you can have two of those a day, and you need five of those a day, and you need six fruit a day, and uh, it, and none of it ever did they say you know your body's a machine and it needs fuel. And these are the better fuels. These are the things that our culture's created, just because you know we love cake and ice cream and and bread. <laughs> you don't necessarily need tons of that stuff. Um, so it's interesting and helping people transition to to fuel, but yet still can enjoy. And I love that you're like, yes, enjoy you know the things that you want to enjoy. Um, but the diet, and then the second part that our culture has created now is this multi-billion-dollar um, diet and supplement industry that 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 thrives on the people in the roller coaster, <laughs> right? right? Gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. Oh, it works. Oh, no, it doesn't work. Oh, it works. Oh, no, it doesn't work. And and they're they're just in it for the money. They're not in it for the people. And and so I I think people that are helping people, choose to help them in a way that adds value to them, helps them feel better about themselves, and and encourages them to move towards a healthier lifestyle holistically, rather than, you know, just attacking so-called, you know, don't eat these things, do eat these things, you know, having this, this checklist of do's and don'ts, which, you know, don't go over so well in our independent <laughs> type culture. Um, and so I think, you know having that attitude of people first right we really do want to take care of people people are are our purpose and so that's that's fantastic yeah. so talk, tell me a little bit more about self-care obviously you learned self-care through your own experiences and tribulations but how important has that been in, in your entrepreneurial journey
1: so important. So, uh, I have a morning routine that, um, is my ideal. And then I have my, you know, minimum, like gritty reality morning routine that gets me through supports me enough for that day. Um, and the same thing with the evening, but for me, you know, the, the, Self care, um, I think, when it kind of came on the scene and became really popular, um, there was a lot of like you know influencer glamorization, right? And it's like, oh, I must buy this and that in order to make it, <laughs> this, or I I have to be in Bali at that pool in order <laughs> to you know care for myself. So um, I'm a I'm a realist about living. Um, I. Uh, admit to having my own imperfections, full-on, full force, and that life is hard. And um, it's also amazing, but that sometimes we just need these really um, simple things to reach for. And if we make them a little bit happier, we're more likely to reach for them. So um, self-care for me is a a flavorful, delicious meal I can look forward to that treats my body right. Um, It is water. That's maybe, you know, my ideal is like with some fresh herbs in it and, you know, some lemon and lime. Um, but hey, if I can just drink the water, that's self-care. And so, you know, I simplify that and it's changed my um, my spending habits significantly. And I question, you know, um, products that I buy before I buy them now. And I realize that, to be happy and to be healthy. Um, You don't have to buy all of these things that then later are these like statements of guilt that hang out in your house. Um, Like, oh, all of those powders, all of those supplements, all of those beauty products. Um, So for me, self-care is really simple. It's 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 on some level every day what are you doing to take care of yourself even if that's 1 minute of silence then you know that's that's what you can do you do what you can do every day but i do think it is a beautiful thing um and it's so important for us to take care of ourselves it helps the world be better truly um, oh
0: absolutely yeah i think uh I like that statements of guilt all around your house. Yeah.
1: It's like failure, failure in the corner, failure. You know, like I grew up in the 90s. Like my mom had a Nordic track. I think she had some kind of like stair stepper machine. You know, there's always some like, what was the thing? The Thigh Master right there. I bought a Total Gym once because Christy Brinkley and Chuck Norris were like working out. And I was like, that looks like it could change my life. Right.
0: And all it does is collect <laughs> dust.
1: I mean, maybe it's amazing, but I was like nineteen. The thing went back in a box. I did a thirty day trial. Um, sorry, Chuck and Christy. but um
0: at least I, you were I, smart like, enough to send it back.
1: you know but it, it's like it's like the, the our brains like when we take care of our thought processes, then we take care of all these other areas of our our life and our health. And you really just don't need so much of, you know, these things that you're just going to look at and kind of loathe later, you know, or throw out. I did, I did, I know I'm bad at being long here, but I did an exercise with myself because I was thinking about how, you know, people be like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can afford it. You know, I don't know if I can afford a program, right. You know, my finances. Right. And I was like, man, all of us, you know, have, have we've been conditioned to spend money on all these things that, you know, really don't, don't change us like we think that they're going to. So I went into a bathroom drawer and I was like, I'm just going to choose five things that I, and there were a lot of things I don't look at. There were like (laughs) 20, I don't know, maybe more. And I chose five products. And I went online and I looked up the regular price of those products, because for me, I'm always terrible at finding a sale. And so I knew I probably spent full those five products or like $250. Oh my. I never touched them. You know, and it's like, well, how many like training sessions could I have done or coaching sessions or, you know, things that that were like helping me or interesting books that I would actually read, like things that were helping me not trying to fill a space to make my skin look better or, you know, um things that like I you know, were kind of unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I think uh, simplification is is a big part of, of, or, or has a great value in in the journey, right? Recognizing that these are the things that really matter, and being able to really f- focus in and narrow your focus, and I think that can happen in your space, it can happen in your relationships, it can happen in, you know, in your business model, um, and, and and it really is kind of necessary, right? As part of your, part of your finances is figuring. out uh, I don't need all that stuff. And look how much more money I have to use, you know, to, towards my purpose rather than oh. all these distractions.
1: Yeah. Or you can save it if you
0: want. <laughs> <laughs> use that for that next stream of income. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about gratitude. Tell me of how gratitude is, has served you in, in your heart.
1: Oh, I really changes, um, that really helps, uh, my mind when I feel overwhelmed or, you know, lonely. Um, I love sending people little notes. I like sending even a text, although I love sending, um, a handwritten note or, uh, knowing that someone's going through something, sending them a little, a little gift, even if it's, um, I make it, you know, um just to say thanks, just to say, I see you, I appreciate you, whatever it is that they, that they lend to my life. So I, I started kind of, you know, when I was going through the process of, of working on myself, I, I designed like my support team and who, who was on it in all areas of my life. And so I'm always monitoring my support team and who's around me and really appreciating those that are, um, that are supportive Um, and also grateful for what I have. Just, you know, there there are times in quarantine that, you know, I live in Los Angeles now. I'm from the Midwest and uh, moved to LA about four and a half years ago. And in the Midwest, everyone has a house and a yard. And, you know, in quarantine, uh, honestly, there were moments where I was like, in an apartment and it costs a lot. And, you know, and, and you have to stop yourself and go, come on. First of all, I made this move. My life is great. It is sunny outside. Go outside and enjoy it. And what you do have, and there are a million plus people who would love to have your life, even if you feel like you want to have a million plus people's lives. So it's this sort of chain of like recognizing, you know, being grateful for, for what exists in your world, not, not what you want all the time, but what is here.
0: Nice. That's so good. So you're, you're a foodie or you came from a a foodie type place in wine and travel and and food. So what, what was your, what's your favorite dinner?
1: Oh, gosh, you know, I love, so I can tell you, I do love a cheeseburger um, and French fries. Um, And the way that I, I, do that, I just like get down with it. I like hang out with it. I'm really happy about it. (laughs) And um, uh, so that, that's kind of like my, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go out to, you know, a a bar and eat something or order out a burger, that's really good. I only eat the really good burgers though. Like gotta be, gotta be one of the best around. Right. Um, But otherwise for dinners, I'm just a big, like, I love vegetables. I like making things that are um, nutrient-dense taste so good that nobody would ever want anything else. Like, no want for, you know, macaroni and cheese because you have this delicious bowl of, of flavorful vegetables. And I am a meat eater. Um, I really appreciate plant-based eaters and, and um, how that, how that helps the environment. But I, I do have to say I, I love uh, I love meat. So um, yeah, so protein steak I love. I know it's all red meat, but I do eat chicken a lot and um, bowls of things. So if I want Mexican food, I'm a big craver of food. Like, I'll be like, I want Chinese <laughs> I want Thai food, I want Mexican food. And one of the easiest ways to satisfy your your kind of craving is to make it in a bowl and like just jazz it up. Put you know, some people have rice or sometimes I'll make, you know, cauliflower rice or something, sweet potatoes to fill it out and then just like protein and, and flavor, you know, all over it. So nice. I do that a lot. That keeps me really healthy, I think, is the the those bowls. They're magic and they're very <laughs> easy to make.
0: I like it. I like the hamburger experience too. It sounds like this is a full on, we're all in. (laughs) I
1: like like food and I, I never really, you know, I was pretty miserable um, when I was, you know, restricting and things like that. And it took me a long time to unwind that. Like, like I'm still, you know, sometimes unwinding that there's still moments where I'm like, maybe I should do that. No, don't do that. What are you talking about? Your body <laughs> is cleansing itself. It is. It's working Fantastic. for you. You just have to feed it right to get it to, to do so.
0: That's great. So you've mentioned a, a few people that were your support group. Um, what have mentors meant for your growth?
1: Hmm. Um, there's so many people that I really admire very much. And, um, for me a lot of the the a lot of it is like those that do right um, you just watch them and and the, the sense of sort of um confidence and ease and you know that it's not perfect behind the scenes but um i have so many people who advise me mentor me um and i learned something different from you know all of them so most recently, there was a woman um, who has been heading up a, a program that I'm in for social entrepreneurship, and um, we're gonna try out her as an advisor. But uh, she just is someone I'm watching and going, hmm. I wanna, I wanna be like her a little bit. I think you know she's she's got a good um, a good energy. So nice. I. I I want like a billion, you know, mentors. I don't have just one because I need a lot of different perspectives.
0: Absolutely. That's a, a really smart way to think about it. No no one person's going to have all the answers in all the areas. And so we should be seeking mentors or outsourcing certain things in certain areas to take advantage of of the diversity. Um, like Napoleon Hill, you know, talked about his board of directors, you know, you know for his personal life, like, you know, and, and yeah. he was even choosing dead people for his board of directors because he was having the meetings in his head. But, you know, talk about giving that voice power, right? And making that voice be these different people, you know, for your own own meeting in your head.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I live with a philosopher, um, my significant other, who, um, I guess, he's probably the person I admire the most, because um, he's watched me build a company in the middle of a pandemic. And he's like, he's, he's like the one that I, that, that hears me and sees me. And, you know, I feel like he's really honest with me. So I can say like, what did you think about how I, you know, approached this or that? He's one of the best, um, listeners and he never, really gets mad. He's just very calm in the chaos and so um, that's really you know he's really a person that that grounds me a lot um, and and I can check in with. Um, so
0: I love that that's that we all need that person in our life and it's really for me I really appreciate it when that person's the closest person to you. Um, that's so terrific. then i'm going to ask what's your most memorable date oh
1: oh oh i don't know (laughs) most memorable date with him or someone else
0: (laughs) that's up to you
1: (laughs) oh um, you know once i met someone but this was this was like you know i learned like the grandiose meetings aren't always the ones that last right but I did once meet somebody and it was very fun. Like it was just like a, a, literally like bump into you. Um, and I love humor. I love to just go back and forth with people and, you know, joke. And that was like, you know, that, that was pretty cool. Cause there was just this like automatic banter and synergy and then kind of just ended up just going on a date then. You know, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. Pretty
0: spontaneous.
1: I might not be able to let my significant other listen to this because thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. and, and to make sure he's included, um, you know, having the door opened for you when you go to the car and, um, you know, walking you to the door and just saying good night is a great um, way to be treated.
0: Absolutely. So what do you love to do in your free time?
1: Mm, adventure. I like to camp. I um, ha- I love to take road trips in my Fiat. I load it up full of camping stuff because people are like, you can't do that. I'm like, watch me. Um, <laughs> I love to hike and be in the mountains. I actually am a um, a person who likes to be alone a lot too. I need that, and when I'm alone in nature, it's like um, one of my favorite things. Um, I'm also social, and I love to see my friends. Uh, You know, I'm working on getting more of this back into my life. It's um, it's been a little bit of a a lot of work. You know, I think that's the reality of a startup, but. anything that I, I, I like to be scared a little bit you know i like to be reminded that i'm just this small little part of the universe and nature puts me in puts me in major check
0: nice i like that so what was the most effective tool for building your audience?
1: building an audience it's really been uh the the, the network of people the word of mouth um has been the primary driver. And I will say, you know, it's it's been hard because um, the weight loss and diet industry, so we're working to really break into that, into the weight loss industry. And it's a $72 billion industry and um, companies spend a hundred plus million dollars on their advertising and get celebrities to endorse them. And, you know, here we are like, Hi, you know, can we get like a Google ad to go through correctly? <laughs> I mean, it is it is really really hard to get people's attention because their attention is so occupied. So, so it's a challenge. So, I appreciate you asking me to be on here because these are the kinds of things you know that are that are really going to help us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, sharing stories and and being real. Um, is gonna to touch the people that are, are your ideal client and and, yeah. and they'll hear um, these stories or somebody will hear these stories and say, hey, I just heard somebody that, that's doing this. So, so who is your ideal client?
1: Hmm. Well, the ideal client actually spoke to one this morning. I speak to them a lot, but um, I got off the phone this morning or Zoom and I just said out loud, like she is, like she's a person who uh, is really is really coachable. So just like taking it in, and um, and and hearing what what we're saying, which is, take your time, enjoy it this time, and um, and pay attention to, to to your sleep and your life. Uh, and she's activating, you know, just making these changes, like, um, finding the sleep and listening when it's like, no, no, we're not putting you on a diet. We're going to work on your sleep. Okay. That's, uh, and she's listening and she's activating and she's doing it. Um, she's making these changes and she's arriving. She's showing up, um, without, without them, we can't do the work. So. Right. Yeah.
0: So, are, are, is your target typically women um, that are looking that have that have struggled in that weight loss world and, yeah. and looking for a different approach?
1: Typically, yeah. I we um, have opened up our work uh, to men, um, and so we would like to you know invite more men into our programs. Uh, women are they come to us? That is our our. Target market, if you will. Um, really, to be honest with you, the women that come to us, um, I think there's a perception in the world like, okay, well, if you if you've gained weight or you know you are tired or depressed, then you know you can't be that one that's you know striving in your career. And I think it's the opposite. Oh. What I notice is it's like the hard driving people and women who are you know they're trying to take care of their home and their family and also they want the job promotion and 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 so you know where does where do where do you fit in like there's no time for you you know and so it's for those who really go I have to and usually it's a moment right like um watching someone else that they love in their older age and and they want to they want to get ahead of that and get ahead of heart disease and diabetes or you know be with their grandkids or you know um run around with their children and have the energy to do so that's that's typically what what drives people um and also uh, a lot of people especially women um who our caregivers—they're on the front lines. They're nurses and teachers and um, hospice workers and uh, and and they are caring for other people a lot more than they're caring for themselves. So those are all people that you know we really hope to expand and work with uh, as we go.
0: That's terrific. You know, I I. Seen my my well my sister and my wife both you know wrestle with the world's perception and and you know the language we use when we talk about their appearance weight and the expectations put place on themselves and then and then just the challenges like you know my wife and i can do the same amount of exercise and eat the same exact foods and you know, I lose ten pounds and she gains twenty. <laughs> the frustration of of that, like, you know, we're doing the same thing, but my male body processes it completely different than her female body does, um, and and there there can be a lot of frustration in that. I I definitely yeah. recognize the value of of bringing that out and helping people. You know, not just focus on the supplement, focus on the do's and don'ts this this holistic approach to let's start with your sleep and (laughs) help you Yeah accomplish something great for yourself. Sleep should
1: be a part of any any weight loss program. It just should because I mean it'll work against you. So
0: any self care program for sure. Like Mm -hmm. I one of the things that happened in in my entrepreneur I've only been entrepreneur for three years and and I changed my sleep and I can wake, I wake up without an alarm now. And, you know, for 30 years in the workplace, I woke up with an alarm clock and uh, roll out of the bed, but and this, you know, you start your day in this terrible place. And now I can start my day refreshed, awake, alert, and start my morning routine in a place of positivity um, rather than, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's the way we start our day. Um, and then recognizing that the rhythm, right my body has a rhythm that I'm honoring and and it's it's serving me better in my work because brain is engaged and and my body's engaged you know with with everything that I'm doing. And so that's so terrific like, and, and it gives them a great win right You give somebody focused get so focused on their diet and all these restrictions and limitations and and, and hating it. And hating their body hating that you give them that win Mm -hmm. and the refreshment of sleep i think that's so terrific
1: yeah well and and it does i mean it the the research is there too when we sleep better the decision making process is different you know how we face the day changes um and your body's allowed to do its good work while you're at rest so there's just a lot of benefits of sleep, and people think, oh, you know, it's fine. It's- I'll sleep
0: when I'm dead. Yeah.
1: yeah. What did you, what changes did you make then? Like, what would you attribute to changing that experience then for you? Like, what, what did you do?
0: Yeah. So, so I, at the last hour of the evening, I don't use my phone, um, mm-hmm. no device. And then um, I just start going to bed earlier, like, you know, a commitment to instead of a commitment to, a wake-up time, I made a commitment to uh, go to sleep time, and yeah. uh, it, it it made all the difference in the world. And it's really, it really is that simple. <laughs> you go to sleep earlier, your body does what it needs to do, and you wake up, boom. Yeah. Um, and I've been consistently waking up right at six o'clock. Um, I know some people drive earlier and, you know, get up earlier and, you know, do their three-hour morning routine before the kids wake up and, you know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that that driven to. Uh, I just. I'd like to see people honor the body's rhythm, right? Your body has a natural rhythm, and if you search for it, you can find it. <laughs> and if you use it to your advantage, um, like I do, some of my best work in the morning, and I do the the stuff that's exciting and like you know podcast recording and video calls and group meetings in the afternoon because I won't fall asleep during the things. But if I try to sit at my computer and write another blog at three o'clock in the afternoon, my face is going to be stuck in the keyboard. You know, so I just have to honor my body's rhythm, my brain's rhythm. And, and I can take better advantage of, you know, my highs and my lows. Yeah, I think
1: that's really good advice.
0: All right. So Stephanie, what's the big dream?
1: Hmm. Well, the big dream is for us to... You know, right now, so much is about the business, right? Um, it's okay. <laughs> I, I want to travel again. Okay, that's my big dream. Um, but as far as the work that we do, so the big dream is to scale and to see dining rooms, restaurants filled with people who are sitting together and they aren't talking about if they're paleo or keto they're not saying <laughs> i don't eat bread they're they're together they are present they're enjoying that moment and they just eat that's the dream
0: nice i like it so, so where do you want to travel where's the first place you're going to go
1: I have not been to, I have not been anywhere in Africa, so I would really love to go to Africa. Um, maybe, you know, the first place I would go, to be honest, is like, just, I love Mexico. I just go lay back on the beach at Sayulita, just even for like four days would be great. And, nice. um, yeah, yeah. So, but the the list is really kind of endless oh i'd like to go back to india i'd like to go back to india a lot and go up in into the himalayas
0: wow nice. nice yeah that's a lot of fun well i've been to africa highly yeah. Recommend it. <laughs> yeah just yeah. A, an experience um yeah when did you go? uh so the first trip to africa was in 2010 and from 2010 to 2018, I went seven times to four countries. Um, so I've been to Uganda, Tanzania, and uh, Kenya in East Africa, and then um, to a little country called Equatorial Guinea, which is about the size of Rhode Island, and in and West Africa. Um, and it's definitely an interesting little little communist regime <laughs> in Africa, but. They speak Spanish. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the only countries in Africa that speaks Spanish. It's a little odd. They still speak tribal languages, but they're trade language. So yeah. it was very interesting. Um, all right. So let's finish with this. What's What inspires you?
1: Hmm, That big picture thing that goes on those people in the the dining room, Um, the mountain that I know is there with a view that I haven't seen yet, you know, just what is there? What's out there? There's always something new to greet us. And so it inspires me to like, keep looking around the next corner, you know? Nice. Yeah.
0: I like it. The next airplane to jump out of or
1: (laughs) the cliff to hang hang from. That next person you're gonna meet because you said yes and you showed up,
0: you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So every time I finish, I ask somebody to share their words of wisdom. So what would Stephanie's words of wisdom to an entrepreneur be?
1: Oh, um, breathe. <laughs> Just when you can't do anything else. Yeah, that's it. Breathe. <laughs> I have a hard time taking time to breathe, so I'll take my yeah. advice as well.
0: That's terrific.
1: Don't give up. Yeah,
0: Stephanie, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure and, and a real joy, and I just appreciate your, your openness and your honesty, and I just know that your business is going to grow and just serve so many people in such a positive way.
1: Thank you so much, and thanks for inviting me and having me. And a shout out to Angie for the uh, connection.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe. We have a free gift for you at add value, number 2 entrepreneurscom We've created a collection of the top tips that have been shared on our show for entrepreneurs. Do you struggle with procrastination, putting off the work until the last minute? Well, you are not alone. Many of our clients start there. We are launching a new five-day challenge to help you take more action and make more money in your business. Each day is a 10-minute video lesson and a worksheet. If you take 15 to 30 minutes to do the worksheet, it will change your life and business and exponentially increase the amount of work you get done each day. Right now, it is only $27. It contains five of our best tools for helping you move forward. It can be found at addvaluetolife.com/action. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.